0: I'm, yo, yo, look, y'all already know who it is. This your boy, Rude Jude. I'm telling y'all now, I am the greatest host in the world, the number one animal. They got the goat, not the dog, not the horse. I am the goat, the best that ever did it. I'm your baby mama, baby mama, other mama, baby mama, mama, favorite host. I'm letting y'all know, Rude Jude. <laughs>
1: So you're called the greatest host in the world. Yes. Let's, let's elaborate on that.
0: So the reason I call myself the greatest host in the world, it's no disrespect to no other host, no around no other host. is just like, I'm the greatest. I'm the best that ever did this. I feel like, I feel like once I get on that stage and I get that mic in my hand, I feel like four quarter, LeBron James, Michael Jordan, rest in peace to Covert Bryant. I feel like Mike Tyson in the ring. I'm about to knock you out in 30 seconds. I'm not playing I'm the greatest ever like from concerts to to uh, wedding receptions, baby showers, divorce party whatever you got I'm that I'm the greatest I, I'm the best
1: So the first time that Mike touched your hand, what was the feeling what was what were you at?
0: um I can recall that matter was maybe I was probably 19 18 years old and I was actually hanging out with my partner who was uptown New Orleans we was uptown New Orleans. And my other partners, who I started doing comedy with Shots Out to the Uptown Gorilla, they was doing shows on Wednesdays. So I was just like, they was like, man, we got my partner. They were talking about me. I was like, I'm coming over there. They was like, we getting it in the night. It was on Wednesday nights. I went over there. They, did, they, they was doing skits like in Living Color. So they was like, they bringing me up. I'm like five minutes into it. I was like, I, they had a drink. I think it was uh, Alizé and Hennessy. So it was Alizane Hennessy. I was like, they was like, what you want to drink? I was like, give me Alizane Hennessy. I'm about to go bananas. Crowd went crazy. The next day they called me. They was like, bro, we want you part of the show. And that, it was it was from on from there. Like maybe 23 years later, not still here. Yeah.
1: Beautiful. So my thing is this. Uh-huh. Do you have any intentions to go into film?
0: Well, I actually shot my first movie, maybe what, what was it, last year, two years ago? Trying to come up. Which we I did trying to come up, which was shot based in New Orleans. Got good reviews. It was a crazy shout out to Nat. My homeboy put me in there. It was other my comedy brothers was in the movie. Mario P, Rob Kaze, P. Talmo. And that was a first time experience on film. So we got actually trying to two part part two coming out. Got part two coming out. So yeah, yeah, I'm I you know, it's coming. I'm ready for the film. I'm ready for everything.
1: Let's talk about being from New Orleans. There's a stigma known in the industry that we have to leave home to get support. Did you ever experience that?
0: Mm, it's like a two way thing with me. Like, honestly, I get I, I'm not going to never say I ain't get support in the city because I'm the first stand up comedian in New Orleans who did a one hour stand up special. First, let me say that again. First one that ever did a one hour stand up special sold out over 450 people. So I, I mean, it's there, it's, it's support, it's, band, it's a balance, and, but once you step out, you'll see, I'm gonna tell you like this here, once you step out of New Orleans, and we are very talented people, I think we get stuck down here in New Orleans, once you step out and you see that other people love you, you'll realize it's more than New Orleans, because I stepped out, you know, we get trapped down here like, man, they love us, you love New Orleans, I ain't going nowhere, stuck in my city, but then you get love from here and there it's like I host shows in houston atlanta it's like bro you can you got to step out you got to step out your boundary
1: why do you think there's a fear of stepping out of new orleans
0: <sighs> well for everybody i mean we get we get trapped down here yeah. it, it's like you stuck like it's a we here like i don't want to leave I'm, I'm, I'm stuck in my circle i don't want to leave i don't want to step out because i don't think nobody else gonna love me outside of the place they love me in the city i don't know I mean, I felt, I was like that many a time. Like, I don't even know if I wanna leave. I get so much love, then you could get love. Like, I went this first show in Houston. It was love, yeah. Went to Atlanta, it was love, yeah. When I was on, traveling with Manish, I saw my big brother, Manny Fresh, took me under his wing as his host, and I saw love from state to state to state. So, all of all this, man, y'all step out of y'all boundaries, get out of New Orleans. We love out, it's a beautiful place, but step out, man. It's love everywhere.
1: So with all these travels, with all these shows, I know there's some stories you just gotta tell us. What is the craziest <laughs> story ever? Come
0: on. Oh man, the tra- traveling the craziest story. All right, let's see what the craziest, craziest one was. Oh, there's so many of them. I know, I know one of them. me and Matt, we did a show in San Diego, and I got so wasted. I got so wasted at the show. Manning then was like, bro, we got to get on a plane. I told him, I was like, bro, I'm about to just stay in a hotel. So that, you know, it was many crazy stories. Yeah. (laughs) It's a bunch of them.
1: In this industry, it can be very political. Uh What advice would you give to somebody that's interested in getting into, let's say, hosting, DJing? What what advice would you give?
0: Man, stay humble. Don't never get, stay humble. Respect your craft, respect other people's craft. First the, the first thing, first important thing is continue with God on your journey. That's the most important thing is stay humble. Continue with God. Don't get out of Don't get, don't get out of line. Stay on your lane. Stay on your journey. Stay focused. Stay right here. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about what nobody else is doing. Because I, I, I don't worry about what no other host doing. And I don't worry about what no other comedian doing. I'm no other entertainer because I'm focused on my own journey. Focus on your own shit. That's it. Focus on you. Because once you get, I'm not, I can't worry about what, you know, no other comedian do. I got to focus on my own shit.
1: Sounds like you have a good balance. So is, does the wonderful family man also bring that balance? <laughs> I mean, how do we separate family life with the entertainment? Does it merge?
0: It, it, it merge it. So it merge, it definitely merged now because my wife is my manager. So it emerged at first. It was like my wife didn't understand it. She, you know, she was just like, you know, when you what time you show up with what time you're going to be home. And I'm like, it ain't no set time. You know, now it, it all come together. Like I say, now my wife do my booking. That's who my manager. All the money is coming home now. So it's love. That's that's my blessings. And I really think that my wife is like a major me. I'm not going to say if I know that my wife is a major, major part of what my success is now. Definitely.
1: That's very beautiful and eloquently stated. <laughs> not a lot of, you know, uh-huh. women. I feel like understand the industry enough to take on and assume that role, and to understand how she plays a counterpart into bringing that peace to your life.
0: Oh yeah, definitely, 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 peace.
1: And why? Why would you basically spend else? Why would you? Uh, how is the word I want to say? <laughs>
0: Hold on. You know what it is. Yeah, yeah.
1: Like not having to spend money outside of home and bringing that inside, like. Right. That's profitable. Why have anybody else make the money when home can make the money first? Exactly. And that's what you're supposed to do as a partner. Right. Break. You know, get into those roles, fill those positions. Yeah, because at
0: first I was doing my own bookings, and I was like, this is too much, it's too much. I'm like, I told her, I was like, look, I'm about to give you this job, this pos- this position, I hmm. need you to be my manager. Like, straight up.
1: Did she, ha- did she have any, like, contrast with it? Just, was she kind of nervous about it? No,
0: she was like, let's go. Like, my wife don't play. She'd be like, I'd be like she be like, i am got, got this book in and they saying this and that. No, nope, I ain't doing it. I was like, <laughs> like that's why I got you as my manager. You going in. Let's get it. <laughs> let's see. Hmm.
1: Did you ever experience a breaking point? Like mentally, oh, physically, yeah. spiritually? Like, Definitely. What definitely. triggered that? How did you get into it?
0: I just was like, I'm about to give all this up. I'm about to stop. I don't want to do it no more. I just felt like I, felt like I'm, I was like, I'm, I'm good at what I'm doing. And I'm not at the point, I'm just still here. Like, I ain't, I ain't reaching no next step. Like, I'm about to stop. I'm gonna give me a nine to five job. This ain't what I want no more. This was a dream. This ain't gonna be reality. I quit, I'm done. And I just had, I was like, I don't want, like this ain't it no more. Like, bro, why, why am I still here?
1: What were you experiencing? Were you not getting any bookings? Were like, were the clubs not popping? Like, it was,
0: what was in No, happening? it was in no bookings. It was, was, mm-hmm. was underpaid. It was definitely underpaid, underpaid. It was the hard was like, bro, I'm leaving a club with $75. I'm leaving a club with $50. I'm going ham in a club and this and that. And I just was like, I'm going to get me a nine to five job, bro, because I'm not dealing with prom- promoters and club owners telling me they got to do this here, security, got to put this in and all that. So I'm like, I'm over with And then I had to tell myself, nah, you ain't no regular nine to five. God gave you a gift. And I woke up and I followed and I continued. God gave me the strength.
1: Beautifully stated, by the way. Beautifully. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go off of this one. Okay. <clears throat> so when you were going through that, the contrast you were experiencing, you dove headfirst into it. You were like, I got this. It's going to work. Like, I have my talent.
0: Mm-hmm. Did you
1: get that support from your friends and family as well? Or were they kind of deterring you and trying to move you into another position to that 9 to 5 life?
0: Well it was just like i no. it wasn't really nobody was telling me the nine to five life like my wife was you know she was all for my wife was like don't stop number one supporter she was like bae just chill you got it she said don't give up and you know i broke down i was in tears like i cried we cried in a bit i can remember the night and everything i'm like B, i'm just tired and she was like you got it you got it babe don't give up and that I, I, I kind of i was just like i had my newborn my baby was in the world. I was just looking. I was just like, you know what? I got it. God gave me a gift. I'm going. I ain't stopping. I'm still going too. Like did it. Can't stop. Won't stop. <laughs> I'm going.
1: So if everything when, when everything works out for you, which it is, you're gonna be a very big platform for New Orleans. Where do you see yourself going? Where? How far do you want to take this?
0: I want to be. Honestly, I want to. I want This. This is where I want to be. I wanna win an Oscar and book an Oscar party and like Rude Jude Oscar party. It's tonight in New Orleans. Like, Emmy, whatever it is, I don't care. Like, some type of movie award. Like, bro, that dude really put on for the city. And I wanna get in position to where I can help other people that's in my same crap. Like, I wanna get in position to be like where Kevin Hart or Eddie Murphy, where all those guys were, and be like, I'm bringing my comedy partners in New Orleans on my tour. Like, I'm not going to get nobody else. I want to have my own tour with New Orleans comedians. I want everything about my city. Like how how ATL partners put on for ATL, I want to put on for New Orleans. Like, everybody need to put on. That's the one thing I want to say on this camera. New Orleans, y'all need to start putting on for New Orleans. Straight up, put me, if I get in position, I'm not going to book, if I get a tour, I'm not going to book no disrespect to no Atlanta comedians, no Houston comedians. I'm bringing all my New Orleans comedians with me, straight up.
1: Me personally, I feel like that's a wonderful, like, I'm excited for that for you. Yeah. And it's going to happen yeah. and it will happen. Amen. So do you think <laughs> New Orleans is going to have an issue as far as all playing nice together? We know we have a lot of violence going on right now in the city. We have a lot of issues. Yeah. Um just people are being just being misdirected misinformed so how do we overcome that
0: we just gotta we gotta get over the hate and the jealousy we gotta we got the hate and the jealousy got to stop we gotta come together as one we gotta stop worrying about what the next person doing come together as one i'll tell you new Orleans people just love we are loved that's new. all I'm talking about, going out of town. People love us. But when we come here, it's a different story. You know, it's, it's crabs in the barrel. You can't, This person here done made it, and you did. You supposed to have that. That was supposed to be me. Why he got that? Or why she got that? And I tell everybody, everybody got their season. Everybody got, God got a chapter for everybody, but some people just too stubborn. We got, everybody has their season. Everybody going to have their chapter. Everybody going to have their story. You just have to be patient.
1: I think the misconception about this industry is it looks like people just become famous overnight, and people really don't see the work, the stress, right. the blood, the the tears. Like like you said, leaving leaving venues with fifty dollars to your pocket. Yeah, you just spent four or five hours here. Yeah, people don't get it.
0: If I'm 41 years old. I've been doing this since I've been 18, 19. I'm nowhere near where I want to be. I'm thankful for where I'm at. Don't get me wrong. I'm 41. I've been doing this since eighteen, nineteen. Nobody really knew me out there in the world like that, but I'm good. God has blessed me to continue to doing what I'm doing. So they ain't got no age limit. The reason why I'm saying that they have an age limit. Age limit don't have no success. Age limit don't have no go. You can't say, "Oh, you forty-five. You got to stop by. <laughs> you ain't got to stop." I went. I remember um, Essence weekend. Steve Harvey was down. And he said, man, I, didn't get my, I was a, um, with my brother, rest in peace to Blowfish, one of the greatest ever. We went together, and um, Steve Harvey said, man, I didn't get my big break till I was like 32, 33 years old. And I remember that till this down 41. Don't know when my big break gonna come, but I know it's gonna come.
1: Growing up in New Orleans. Uh-huh. I feel like we experienced a lot of traumatic events in this city. When and When and what happened was your first traumatic event?
0: Oh, wow. Okay, as a tra- as a first traumatic event, yeah. man, I was in a club and a guy had told me, like, man, bro, step to the side and just hit the dude up in the club. I was like, oh, shit. That was, like, the craziest thing ever. And I was like, this dude really just told me, like, you know, watch out <laughs> and pow, pow. Yeah, that was that was crazy. That was that was the craziest thing I I witnessed as young.
1: And it's really different because the fact that he even had the courtesy to ask you to step to the side. Yeah. Look, nowadays yeah, that yeah. would not happen. No, nah, no,
0: not no, not no, not now. No. So
1: speaking of the current situations that are going on, uh-huh. do you think we're gonna be able to find a way out of this? Because carjackings have increased, murders have increased. Like everybody's on a hair trigger can't park our cars outside without them getting broken into and vandalized.
0: Right. I just think that, man, we have to. I mean, the parents, parents have to get involved for real with their kids. Um, Person like me, influencers of the city of New Orleans, we have to pull these children to the side, give them guidance and let them know, man, with if if you know, if they doing anything, man, that's not the right path to go. But the most important thing, the city of New Orleans, we need prayers. we got we need some prayers We need some prayer over the city. Yeah, it's, it's different right now. It's different from when I was growing up, real different.
1: So let's expand on that. Like growing
0: up. <laughs> I mean, like you know me on. growing up, bro, in New Orleans. I was a dancer. I used to be a flexer. If y'all don't know what flexing was, you know no. that stuff. Show the, me a <laughs> song, come on. I mean, that's yeah. the ooh, ooh, ah, ah the, yeah, ooh. But the, and we said throw the street light in there. So that was a challenge. So I, I grew up, uh, me growing up in New Orleans as a child. It was, it was fun. It was it was skating ring on it was skating rink it was bowling alleys it's going I'm gonna go meet my girlfriend the movies you know the high school dances it was it was it was fun now these kids I'm like these kids these days I don't know what they doing I don't know what they they don't have no talent we grew up on talent shows like I say high school dances we used to love to get dropped off at the mall now it's just like I don't want to do nothing, gang, gang, bang, bang, and everything other goofy shit. So, <laughs> you got to pray, man. Put them to the side.
1: No, that's so why I say he look okay. like, you like, hmm. <laughs> If you had one opportunity to fix something in New Orleans, what would you fix first?
0: If I had one opportunity to, to fix, fix anything, anything in New Orleans? <laughs> that's a serious question. Stop the violence. Just, just stop the violence altogether. Stop the violence.
1: You being a family man, uh-huh. is it hard for you to see yourself continue raising your family in New Orleans?
0: Oh, I'm out of New Orleans. <laughs> 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 I, 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 yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm out of New Orleans. I, I uh, what they say, in um, Key caravan voice, pack your bags, back. Yeah, I packed my bags, back. and me and my family. I actually moved, maybe five, four months ago. Yeah, I had to, I had to get my family. to Better place. Like I say, this will all New Orleans will always be home. Forever for life, but I had to go. Definitely.
1: So what's coming up for you now? Let's talk about all your upcoming events. What are you looking forward to?
0: Um I got football season about to pop off. Y'all already know football season. Hosting, hosting, holding it down. I need the
1: Saints to have uh, you on the field. I'm sorry. Ain't, like, ain't, you ain't. won't get the whole well, crowd. I don't
0: know. The- well, you know, I'm going to say this thing, Cam. I'm going to let y'all know. You know, you know, I'm not a Saints fan. I'm a 49ers diehard fan, but New Orleans, I, I know I kind of pissed y'all off in this interview, but yeah, this they said it's my story. <laughs> but I'm going to let y'all know I still got love for New Orleans. But other than that, man, I got some upcoming events in Houston. Uh shots out to kilo. I got some up and coming events with Captain Charles in Atlanta. I got some stuff lined up with Madden Fresh and I got some other stuff that I can't say right now. But I got a lot of stuff coming up and I appreciate I appreciate everyone that supported me from day one. Everyone that believed in me from day one. And I wanna thank and, and support my I wanna thank myself because I believed in myself. And I supported myself, and I continued going on a journey. Can't stop in my little Wayne voice. Like, they're not going to stop doing what I'm doing, because what I am keep on doing, I'm going to keep on doing. They're not going to stop this here, because at the end of the day, they know one thing, that this is what I'm going to do, the best, greatest ever.
1: <laughs> For everybody that doesn't know that you're the greatest motherfucking host in the world. We've
0: oh, heard, we heard of the greatest motherfucking host out. in the one
1: world. What can they find you at? Where can they book you at?
0: Y'all can find me on Instagram. That's it. Ruju, Mr. 504 mr J-U-D-E, M-R-R-504. Link in the bio. That's where y'all book me at. That's where my wife gonna take care of all the bookings. That's where I'm at, baby. Get with me. That's my story.